Welcome back to another episode of BD Radio. Um, Today's episode is basically all about Men's Health Week. So Men's Health Week is designed to provoke thought and discussion about what needs to be done to improve men's health. So in our line of work, obviously we work with a lot of dads in particular and we tend to work on, I guess, practical solutions to improving not only their physical health, but you know the flow-on effects that that has towards their mental health. So we can break those down a little bit today, but I'll pass it over to my co-host, Danny, who is just going to hit you with some facts. Hi, guys. Um, the sad fact is that females are actually a lot more healthier than males. And I think one of the reasons for that is that we like to talk a lot more and therefore address issues a lot quicker. No one's arguing with that. (laughs) A lot quicker than males do. Um, The health status of males is actually poorer in a lot of countries um, around the world and males die a lot more often than females at the same like stage of life, if that makes sense. Um, also if we're talking like specifics like suicide, um, and like health related conditions. So one's obviously the mental health and the other being the physical, um, your physical health men, um, unfortunately lead in, in the stats. And like I said before, I think it is because it is addressed a lot later and it's just something that's just not spoken about. Um, so that's something that I'll get Ben's opinion on because obviously he can help me a lot more um, <laughs> than I can given I'm not a male. So why do we think that men don't talk about their health issues? Um, I would say as a gender, it's possibly not valued as highly as it should be. So I think, you know, the things that we value more would, you know, like I guess providing for your family or, you know, progressing your career or anything like that, I guess that external validation as well as internal validation. But I think we tend to put our own health on the back burner a lot more for other stuff or sacrifice it, you know, by working longer hours or stuff like that. Um, Not making enough time to really address it, I think. Yeah, so like females also play a very big role in the workforce and quite often Oh, yeah, this stuff isn't like purely, you know, only... Males. This is very like that sort of stuff is definitely a community issue. It's not a gender issue at all. But so, why do we think the statistics are so much worse for men? Um, if you're saying like that, that is the reason. So, like working longer hours, like females work long hours, like providing for oh, their yeah, family. Yeah, females yeah. provide for their family. Absolutely. Like, why do we? Why do males struggle to even talk about it? Well, that's the first issue. That's why Men's Health Week exists, like to open the conversation. I think that, and it's changing now. But I think that traditionally it would it has almost been viewed as not almost it's been viewed as a sign of weakness to sort of put your hand up and say 
I'm struggling a bit here or, you know, I'm not happy at work, I'm not happy at home. And, you know, to be like, geez, what's up with whoever, you know, he's been a bit soft or, you know, like he's not tough enough or... I agree, like that men need to be strong, like that kind of mentality. Yeah, and, you know, there's a time and a place for all that. But I think what we're sort of starting to shift towards and I think possibly the younger generation are a lot better at this. And strength is the ability to be vulnerable as well and you know to speak up when you are struggling a bit like I've, I've got a lot of respect for people who do stop and say I'm struggling like I'd, I've never thought any less of anyone who has ever done it like my respect for them's actually gone up yeah you know like it's not yeah I I don't think that people who are massively stoic uh, you know like they're really great examples I think people who are able to identify that they're struggling and be um you know connected with themselves enough to know that something's not right i think that's really admirable yeah so sitting down and actually being honest with yourself yeah and but being open enough to accept that potentially it is out of your control like i think things that are out of control scare us a bit and we probably want to be like oh no 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 i you know i just need to work harder or you know, that's all right, I, I just need to go to bed a bit earlier. But, you know, in the case of mental health especially, like it's not it's not a mindset, like something, you know, is, is actually wrong and it's out of your control. So I think that, you know, that fear of not being able to solve it yourself is um, possibly potentially makes it worse, you know, because you just sort of keep running into the brick wall hoping that something will change until you acknowledge that potentially not all is how it needs to be and then you know either seek assistance or speak to someone and I guess just take that load off your shoulders is a big one for sure and it's often you know that load that you can carry and carry and carry and then it's not until you take it off that you realize how heavy it actually was yeah do you think that this kind of culture starts quite young so like when you're in school like what was it like you went to a all-boys school like as you were growing up and maybe noticing like things changing um like did you ever think to speak to your friends about like physical changes let's say for example as you're growing up as a boy like I feel Mm. like unless it's put in a um like a joking manner like you guys actually can't have no i don't think we're very good at being serious yeah especially myself and my friends like not in that group environment in the one-on-one it's slightly different but like what i used to do at school like hanging out in you know like a group of about 10 or 15 of us it wasn't like you know everyone listened to ben he's worried that you know he's not getting as tall as everyone like it's in the one-on-one, definitely different, but yeah, there. I mean, especially myself and my friends, like it wasn't a, you know, an overly um, understanding or like really in-touch environment. Um, and you know, I, I guess you'd probably call us jocks at school. Like it just wasn't really the culture. Like yeah. a, there were some kids at school who, you know, like, they had counsellors and everything at school. But I was just like, like, I never went, never knew anyone who went. So 
well, none of my friends, I don't think. Out and of sight, out of mind? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. And even if they did, they didn't tell us. So yeah. it was sort of like, I guess it was a bit, you know, I, no one was overly comfortable speaking up then. And yeah. I think it's something that as we get a little bit older, a little bit more mature, as I said before, and, you know, we've all got a little bit more life experience. Like I think, like I'd be a lot more ready to speak up now than I was as a teenager for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's something we talk about a lot um, and it's not just specific to um, men's health, but we talk about people getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So, like, I think men find it very hard to put themselves in a emotionally vulnerable situation. Mm. So, like, they don't want their friends to know that maybe they're struggling. But in reality, if they told their friends they were struggling, they might realize that a lot, you know, it's more common than we think. And I think that's probably what we've learned with a little bit more age and maturity is that, you know, like all the preconceived ideas of what you thought might happen if you did speak up, like that's not, it's not how it is at all. You know, in fact, everyone, had, you know, is extremely supportive and, you know, it, pro- it possibly hasn't gone exactly the way you thought it would have for sure you know like i guess the tough exterior that most men try and put up like that you know once that gets broken down as i mentioned you know it uh, it would increase my respect for someone Mm. who was able to speak up yeah i think like when you say that tough exterior like a lot of um negative like health concerns come from that stem from that so like for example like the drinking culture is just so huge, like, among, yeah. you know, amongst the boys. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to go down to the pub. We're going to have a few drinks. Yeah. Um, like, that's totally acceptable, yet it's not acceptable to sit down and say, hey, man, like, I'm really not feeling good. Mm. Yeah, but, I, I mean, that's – I guess that's more of a society sort of community issue potentially yeah. rather than just a – but also the links thing. between that. So the links between that. So what we're physically doing to our body that then is having an even greater impact on our mental health. Oh, most of what people in their teens and 20s, what they do for fun can have a really bad impact on not only their physical health, but also their mental health, like drinking, drugs, late nights, not enough sleep, poor nutrition. Like all of this is just like a cycle and you can just get drawn in and it's pretty hard to get out. Mm. Um, And, you know, and it can depend on this, you know, on the circle that you're in. Like it's pretty hard to defy your environment like that. Like, you know, we always hear you're the product of the five people that you spend the most time around. Like, you know, who are those five people and are they a positive or negative influence? Yeah. Because yeah. not all of us are the same and, you know, five drinks might affect me one way, but five drinks affects someone else another way. And, you know, it's um, it can be hard to sort of snap out of it, I guess, and break that mould. Mm. I heard a segment on the radio this morning which really um, interests me. And one of the questions was, Ben, this is to you. So Mm. it was a female asking a male, if you had one piece of advice for all the men out there for their own mental and physical health, what would it be? So one thing. 
one thing. One thing that you would do. One thing that they would do if I told them to do. <laughs> no, just one thing you'd do. One thing you think is helpful or one thing. Oh, I mean, in our, I mean, obviously we own a gym and we're personal trainers. So I would definitely say exercise. Exercise, yeah. Yeah, some form of activity every day. It, you know, it doesn't have to be intense, but I would say if you could strength train three to four times a week and you were out doors for half an hour an hour the other days like the trickle on effect from a time investment of you know seven hours a week out of what is 172 hours in a week so there's 165 hours to then do whatever you want my maths is probably off there but you know like it's not a massive amount of time to significantly improve your physical and then mental health i would Mm -hmm. definitely say that would be my number one yeah so you need to find so obviously that's you know you really find exercise fills your cup yeah so like they need to find what fills their cup that is also going to assist their health so yeah we don't want filling your cup to be having a six-pack every night (laughs) yeah (laughs) think of um something that is actually going yeah so it's, to benefit. It has to be something that decreases stress. Yeah. So pretty much as soon as you wake up to as soon as you go to sleep, your body is under constant stress. And then it's what are you then, like what choices are you making to help decrease that? You know, are you um, meditating? Are you doing some kind of breath work? Like just chilling out and listening to a podcast, listening to music, reading, anyth- anything like that. And it can be completely individual for every person like for someone they might you know going to the gym would be a added stress they hate it well then it's obviously not for you but you might enjoy cycling so commute to work um i think with you know with this one thing to fill up your cup per se it's i think it helps when when you're doing it you can only concentrate on that one thing so you don't have the distraction of emails or the phone you know ringing or anything like that it's it's just an insular time where you can just chill out yeah i think no matter what that activity is if you can you know so oh, i mean it's all the time i like watching the footy every week and it you know and it's just because i'm not concentrating on anything else can much, i just and, and say guys <laughs> ben know. has never been so happy for the saints winning the football last night yeah. He was chipper. I don't think he could go to sleep last night. He was so excited. I was glad it was back. But, so um, I'm, I'm glad the Saints yeah, but, are back. Yeah, you know, in all seriousness, like, and I said to you yesterday, I was like, I miss going to the games just because I wasn't thinking about work or I wasn't thinking about other stuff or, you know, it was just I was there to watch the game and that's what I did. You know, so it was... And I think everyone has something like that in their lives. Like some people like to go to the movies. Yeah. You know, and or read a book or just something like that. But I think making time in your schedule for something that fills up your cup would be the number one thing I would get people to do every day. Yeah. Okay. So this also relates to boys. So like that's like more kind of geared towards men. What do you think we can do for the younger generation? Do you think it's just naturally because um, there's more awareness they won't necessarily be in the same situation? I don't know about that because I got out of school, well, I'm 27, nine years ago now, and I know a lot can change in that time, but 
when I was at secondary school, like it wasn't a, I think maybe on Are You Okay Day every year we had a talk about mental health, but in no way was it really spoken about possibly as much as it could have been. So I think awareness is just the main thing. Like the more people are thinking about it, the more normalized it becomes to speak up, the more comfortable everyone feels actually doing it. Whereas if it's rare, well, then there's possibly that fear around it. So, yeah, I definitely think just, you know, and we we see all these great organisations out there now. I was about you know, to say. Are, are you okay? Beyond Blue. The Resilience Project is one I was reading about last week. And they're so good that the more there are out there, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, what about being proactive? Um on getting medical advice well this is a big one because i think it's, it's sort of like and i would say it's something that my mindset has changed towards this since having kids but it was almost like a badge of honor that not to go to the doctor not to go to the doctor <laughs> and it still sort of is because everyone everyone knows that one person who gets a sniffle and off they go and it's like god like you know just please it's not that you know it's not that bad but also there's probably a healthy medium where it's and I think as men we wait for someone to tell us to go to the doctor like I would have to be pretty like I had an earache what a few months ago like it was bad like I didn't I didn't sleep I am rolling my eyes I didn't sleep for a minute for a couple of nights and then finally went to the doctor and the dude was like you know, he's like, oh, he, he, he was like an Italian guy. He's like, oh, you're very tough, very tough. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I was just like, I was walking out of there with these antibiotics. And I'm like, what, like, what is the matter with me? Like, surely it'd be more beneficial to everyone if I wasn't walking around with a grimace on my face for two days at work, like just sort it out. And I think that like, as, as a whole, I think me has just woken up. As a whole, we could definitely be a little bit more proactive with that and just not let it linger. Like, there's nothing wrong with just, oh, not sure. Go and get it checked and then you know. Um, and, I, I mean, that possibly comes... Uh, you know, the continuing theme that you'll probably hear through this podcast is just awareness. Yeah. And just, like, the more you do it, the more okay it is. But especially... If, for the older generation you know there's the increased risk in prostate cancer and all sorts of issues that it is definitely important just to have regular checkups um i think as i was about to oh i think i said before that having kids like it makes you think a lot more about your own mortality you know and just like how important it is that you are around for as long as you can be so i think that's changed my mind about a lot of that stuff as well is that it's not just about me it's about other people who are um relying on me
One thing that I think helps is that females go to the doctors regularly from quite a young age. So for pap smears, for example, we have, we have to go every two years. Well, it used to be every two. Now it's every five. Yay. <laughs> um, but that kind of gets you into that habit. Does that make sense? Whereas like yeah, boys, sure. like you guys never have to go unless like well, you're sick and your mum makes you. In the time you've known me, how often have I been? When I've yelled at you. Twice. <laughs> I had an upset stomach for two weeks. Do you remember that at work? Okay, that was it was bad. a disaster. There was genuinely something going on. And I went and did the test and never took it back. Like just general idiotic behaviour. When I say the test, I mean yes, pooed into a cup. <laughs> Some things I don't want to know, Ben. But it, like that's that's the sort of like culture and ideas that we have to do you know not we have to deal with is that we're trying to change is that actually maybe seen through the doctor's instructions rather than just being like ah it'll be right or you know it'll sort itself out and you know that's a cultural thing or yeah i think it would be amazing if the government introduced like a compulsory health check um every however many years uh, from a certain age like we've that would... got plenty of ideas of what the government could do i know but i'm just saying that that would health. be incredible and like it would help the other end of the healthcare system like dramatically like well, imagine because there'd be a lot more diagnoses imagine them diagnoses <laughs> imagine diagnoses we... <laughs> imagine we could get There'd on be top a lot of more things. things diagnosed yeah so then there'd be a lot more people actually getting treatment for yeah. sure like i think that you know when when people say oh you know mental health is you know it's, it's at an all-time high it must be social media or it must be you know this and that humans have been the same for ages like i just think that it wasn't recognized like it wasn't actually addressed like i would be surprised to say like if as many people went to their gp about a mental health issue in 1850 like i reckon the stats would be pretty similar it's just that it didn't happen like there were there wasn't the outlet you're looking at me like you disagree but i'm (laughs) telling you i was about to say ben i'm not obviously there's no way of you know, there's no way of verifying it, but I do think that it's one of those ones where there's more of it now because people talk about it more and get it, you know, addressed, which is ultimately a good thing. Yeah, of course. So we've spoken about getting medical help, so that's what we just spoke about, um, starting the conversation. So you know what I don't understand? Like, if I'm catching up with my friends yeah, and there is something like going on with me medically like that is one of the first things i would talk to my friends about because health is so important to me yeah whereas that is like the last thing you would talk about with your friends oh we talk like we say oh what's like, what you doing at uni about? and i'm like Just, i don't know yeah i know like your parents always ask you oh how's blah 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 what are they doing i don't know yeah he's all right it was good like yeah, yeah. like what do you talk about Keep it clean. (laughs) Other stuff. (laughs) What we talk about now is different to what we used to talk about. All of us have girlfriends, but yeah, it's like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not part of what we do or what we have done. And it should be more like we just, 
hey mate, how are you going? Yeah, good. And that's where it stops. Well, next like, time you catch up like, with the boys. Oh, yeah, I'm actually, you know, having a bit of a rough time. Because yeah. it's, yeah. You're 100% yeah, right. Yeah, think I'm about it. You. Next time yeah. you have, have a catch up. Yeah. And there maybe you, you might be able to answer some of your parents' oh. questions about <laughs> your friends. Well, where's your work? Ah, <laughs> oh, something <in> building. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and just remember, like, it's never too late to seek help. I think that's probably the saddest thing, like, when we're talking about Men's Health Week, um, is the suicide rates. Oh, yeah, that that's, I mean, yeah, heartbreaking, really. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, speak to someone. It doesn't have to be your mate. It can be anybody. It oh, can, a professional. Yeah, yeah. Go to the doctor. There are heaps... Um, of organisations now, like you mentioned before, mm. Beyond Blue. There's so many helplines. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the worst is when someone struggles for so long, no one knows, and that's the outcome. Like, that's that's so sad, you yeah. know, that it could have potentially been avoided. I, I think any time, you know, anything like that could have potentially been avoided, that's the worst. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like, if there's anything to come out of this, is just a couple of PTs talking about men's health. It would be it. It would be that that it's um yeah. It's never too late, and if you know if you could do anything to help, then you definitely should. You know, I think that's yeah, that's the absolute worst like worst nightmare for sure. Yeah. All right. So in terms of some practical tips, some practical lifestyle tips. Um, to help manage yeah we can go pretty rapid fire on this stuff so let's take the conversation back a bit more towards mental health I spoke about weight training number one Um, but keeping it general exercise yeah and I think lots of probably lots of boys in particular if they're not if they're not sporty growing up it can be typically something that they avoid because um, no one, I guess, yeah, and this is across both things, but I think what we've sort of spoken about today is men don't really want to be in a vulnerable state much where they're not really good at something and, you know, they don't want to be laughed at. And no one wants to be laughed at, but I think, you know, even in our experience of training clients, ladies are much more able to deal with not being proficient at something you know and maybe taking a little bit more time to learn the skill without trying to progress past where they're capable so men they have more patience yeah yeah 100 percent. or they come with less preconceived ideas of what they should be able to do yeah so i need to be able to squat this much i need to be able to bench press this much like just take it slow you know just a little bit more every time view your progress in the gym or any kind of exercise that you do on a continuum not like tick the box or not just aim for a little bit better every time nutrition wise um i think where lots of guys go wrong yes and (laughs) danny's just mouthed (laughs) the word alcohol to me so i feel like i'm always a debbie downer i want you to say ultimately like our nutrition like it should help what fundamentally makes us us so for men we hear the word testosterone a lot there are lots of things that men do socially that hurts their testosterone 
that would be alcohol processed foods um overeating undereating excess body fat you know like all sorts of stuff like poor sleep did i say sleep poor sleep is a big one so nutrition the first thing i would get you to focus on is just improving your food quality so that means trying to not eat as much processed foods as possible and slowly making the transition and again emphasizing slowly because it's not something that if it's going to be sustainable you can't go cold turkey it takes a rare person who can just be like i quit potato chips i was like no no no, just quit potato chips during the week you know like just try and make the slow transition across to a diet that consists predominantly of whole foods and that is food without a label secondary to that once you've sort of improved your food quality a little bit um increasing your protein i think the western world uh, the western diet under eats their protein uh, especially ladies but today we're talking about men and buy quite a lot too so once you've improved your diet quality then you can start to try and improve your protein and how do you know if you get in enough in basically if you look at your plate every time you eat and you can see approximately two palms of a lean protein source as a general rule so if you look at your nutrition now and you are eating no, like no palms at some meals don't go straight to two just try and make sure there's half a palm you know one palm just slowly improve because i think people overestimate the change they can make in four weeks but they significantly underestimate the change that they can make in a year of just slow progression yes so that's movement nutrition lifestyle sleep sleep is the big one um if you are currently getting less than seven hours seven hours we would consider an absolute minimum to try and get consistently i think consistency is the main one with sleep yeah um as it is with everything but especially with sleep because you know late nights here early nights there like it throws it throws you off and that can impact your sleep quality like it's not just enough to lie in bed for eight hours like you know it needs to be a quality eight hours so i would say try and possibly think about having a bit of a nighttime routine just to help you wind down would be a really good idea i was just about to say that we do notice the people that have a solid routine yeah some kind of structure yeah um that definitely benefits Mm. them yeah um and it can be something as little as um putting the blue light filter on your phone or you know reading before bed putting some blue light blocking glasses on but just stuff like that signals to your body that it's time to start winding down um on that you could possibly improve your sleep like if you're a big coffee drinker try not to have any after lunchtime you don't really want to be having stimulants you know like eight hours before you go to sleep as a general rule i think that's a good one Mm. so you have it what's that lifestyle nutrition exercise anything else you want to touch on in specific for guys uh specifically for guys um just managing like the whole life work family financial like i do feel that men um often feel the pressures of like financial and um work a lot more 
sometimes than females. Like they feel like that's their role. Yeah. Um, and because of what you said before, I think because of society, like how it's been in the past. and Yeah, well, it's like if you have a good job and, you know, like nice house and it's like, oh, he must be successful. You know, yeah. And, but it, it's what you define as yeah, successful. So, yeah, so being able to manage all of that, like, because that all comes back to your personal well-being. Yeah, I, I mean, I think all that can be avoided by just having a clear either conversation with yourself or conversation with your partner on what's important to you. Yeah. You know, so, okay, it's important that we're both healthy. All right, well, my, I might have to sacrifice a little bit of overtime to make that happen. Yeah. So I think that by not having that conversation and it comes back to what we were talking about before with that, you know, avoiding that sense of being vulnerable, then you can really set some clear expectations on what the either you or yourself and your partner want. Yeah. So just being, just being very honest because as soon as you're honest with yourself, then you can measure it basically and manage it. Um, But until then, if you keep kind of sweeping it under the rug, it's a little bit hard to identify. Well, yeah, and it could then potentially snowball onto larger issues, which is what we're talking about today, I guess, is slowing up that snowball and potentially stopping it. Yeah, just talk, 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 guys. Yeah, awareness is key if you're to take anything. Um, This is our final episode of BD Radio before we move indoors. It originally started off as, I guess, what a shutdown project is something that we thought we had time for, but um, I knew it would be good. But Danny took some convincing, but I think she's finally sold on the idea that it might be a good thing to continue. So we look forward to bringing you more episodes in the in the future, and maybe bringing on some guests too after Tom's success last week. Yeah, they all loved him. Great man. Great man. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.